Are you happy? Magic Seeds takes a good look at everyday challenges and gives solid advice on how to navigate through them, be it relationships, career, parenting, or just not feeling happy inside. I'm Dr. Adam Grise. And I'm Laura Grise. Please join us weekly to discuss everyday situations that seem to be getting in the way of feeling happy and peaceful. We'll provide magic seeds and a reliable roadmap for you to follow to stay on a healthy path for your life. Welcome back to Magic Seeds for our Thanksgiving episode. Laura. Good morning. Good morning, Laura. (laughs) I'm so grateful. You are introducing this today. Okay. Today is perfect because I'm frustrated right now. Yes, you are. Literally at everything. You're not grateful. You're not grateful, Adam. What's frustrating is that you think you're grateful for everything, (laughs) even when you're in an absolute SHIT storm. You're like, no, I don't understand what you're talking about. I am enlightened. You are an enlightened being. (laughs) That's so, I'm so grateful for you. So today's episode is on being grateful, except I can't grasp this whole concept. And you've talked and talked and talked to your patients about this, and I can't relate. So you are going to introduce this topic, and you are just going to use me as one of your patients to help me understand. What's so frustrating is you're what I call a denier. I'm not a denier. You're a total denier. The patients that come in and for some reason, there are certain people, I know you know this, that want to see themselves, like their mind can't allow themselves to see themselves. Yes, I understand that. In a negative light or that they're in pain. It's not about that. Can we just introduce the topic? No. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Okay. The topic today is in terms of gratitude, right? Because it's Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for my coffee, my caffeine, because I gave it up for five weeks. I'm grateful for the experience (laughs) I had living with you for those five weeks. (laughs) Brain dead. When you sit around the table and it's like, okay, everyone give gratitude. And I love that, right? I don't. Do you? I do, because it's uncomfortable and I don't like it leading into it. But after we do it, it changes the frequency a little bit, for sure. Like, let's have gratitude. Let's be grateful. It's an amazing piece of wisdom that's become a cliche. Have gratitude, have gratitude, be grateful. It's like manifesting. What do you want to manifest in your life and put it out there and it shall come. And I truly believe that. Totally. But there is a time and a place. And that's the whole point of everything that I've been teaching that we're doing with this podcast is gratitude has a place. And it's yes, we want to end in that place of gratitude. But Mm -hmm. if we do it out of order, it ends up becoming toxic. Think of like what's something that must be cooked before you eat it. Chicken. Chicken. (laughs) Chicken. (laughs) So disgusting. The whole prep and every time I'm doing it, I'm not grateful. Oh, whoa. But I thought you're always grateful. (laughs) I'm grateful for the product and when my family eats it and it's healthy. Exactly. Okay. This is perfect. Perfect. Finally. God, it's like pulling teeth with you. If I tell you, Laura, be grateful for this piece of chicken right now. I mean, you know I it's going to be. I am grateful for the end product. Exactly. So the end product, though, it takes time to get there, right? You can't be grateful if you've never I'm, had it I'm before. I'm grateful for the soul that gave up its life for you to eat it. That is good because you're pivoting and making it about something else. But you're not grateful for the meal before you've eaten it. 
you have to make sure the meal is edible. You have to make sure the meal is in a digestible form. I'm grateful form. that I'm in a position to be able to provide awesome. for my family awesome. and provide health. Great. Fantastic. Good examples of being grateful when it's appropriate because that's already happened, right? Your family is in good health right now. No, in the process when I'm taking it out of the package and it stinks to high hell and I have to wash it and but in that moment, stink. you're grateful that we have the means to get chicken. And it's slimy. You're grateful that it hopefully is going to nourish your family. You're grateful for the chicken. You're grateful for the farmers, mm-hmm. right? Grateful for our planet. Totally. All amazing things. When, Which I feel like I don't have not been doing lately. But pausing before we eat. It's just to be grateful. <laughs> we're just shoveling food. <laughs> we're standing, <laughs> not even sitting anymore. Nine o'clock at night. Literally just standing. We do. So it's just you taking a moment to be grateful for every person, everything, every being that played a part in getting to this point where, wow, I'm about to eat a meal and nourish myself. And it's amazing, right? Yes. Okay. At that point is something digest in that form, that perspective is something that, yes, I could take in and it's authentic, genuine gratitude. What about when you're feeling anger? You're angry about something. You're, let's just take, you're going to just hate this because you hate when I talk about the last year plus of our life. This has been the bane of my existence. This has been the hardest year of my life, right? Oh, you're going to downplay it. I'm so grateful for your attitude. And for most of the year, I couldn't be grateful for it. I was in the midst of it. I was struggling through it. I knew at some point if I do my work, if I continue to do the process that we teach and everything, yeah, I know I'm going to come out and it's going to be gratitude beyond any measure I could imagine. be perfect 24 hours a day, seven days a week for 10, 11, 12, 20, 30 years. Our marriage is what we're talking about right now. Nothing to defend. There's nothing to defend. Of course not. I know. That doesn't mean I should fake being grateful for an experience that is literally tormenting me. I'm not saying fake it. I'm extremely grateful that we're going through it and that we're not ignoring. Okay. Like again, so many people do sweeping it under the rug. Cool. You're having, you're at the 10,000 foot view because you're more at peace with this last year. You're able to be like, Adam, why can't you just be grateful? Because you are already at in peace with it. You're in harmony with what's going on. To you, it's a digestible meal. For me, it was not a digestible meal for a long time because it was forcing me to let go of a lot of attachments and dependencies and desires. And in that process- Isn't that a good thing? In the long run, it's a great thing. This is my whole point. While you're letting go of something painful, it's not the time to be grateful. It's the time to let go. If I sat there trying to be grateful, which is kind of like receiving it, What I'm receiving then is something that is still painful to me. It's toxic to me. I think it's just a different perspective. You just said, I'm looking at it from a 10-foot view. Yes. It's a different perspective. Yeah, but that perspective only works if you're able to get there in that moment. So don't tell someone it's like toxic gratitude. I will get to the grateful part. For you, it's like, okay, let's use the tree analogy, okay? An apple tree. And if an apple tree makes juicy apples, you're like, this is great. I'm so grateful for this apple. I can eat it right now. Hum, sweetness, goodness. Yes, everyone, you should love this <laughs> apple right now. Look, at it's amazing. But say someone can only eat cooked apples and if they eat a raw apple, it makes them violently ill. And you're just like, no, say that's you. And I'm like, Laura, this apple's amazing. Oh my God, it's so sweet. It's amazing here. And you're like, whoa. I can't, I have to heat it up. I can't. 
I have to heat it up. I have to do something with this but before I can. There's no big deal. It's not saying that it's a bad thing. It's, it's not saying like you doom and gloom. Oh, it's not doom I and have gloom. to heat it up. I can't eat it raw. No, but it's saying I have to engage in a process before I can have the gratitude for this, before I can ingest this, before I can take the abundance of this in, I need to transform it first, right? Yeah. Wow. You just do not get this one. <laughs> People out there, I hope you get I'm this. Sorry. I'm <laughs> Laura. sorry. Okay. If a tree is full, you have a harvest, tree full of apples. Half the apples are awesome apples. Half of them are rotten. Okay. Do you just eat the whole tree? You let the rotten ones fall and fertilize the ground and you eat the ones that are good. Right. And so for the ones that you have to let go of, and then they have to decay. And when they decay, they become actually really good nutrients. They have a lot of value in the back end there, right? Absolutely. And then you can repurpose those rotten apples for some growth. Now you're grateful for the rotten apples. I was grateful for the rotten apples when they were rotten. Oh boy. You're so full of crap, man. I'm not full of crap. Okay. Are you grateful? Because I look at life like, oh my God, hold on. Just give me one sec. I don't look and maybe this is because I think about this. I wasn't a (laughs) child when trauma happened in my life. I had a very, very, you were 18. Yes. I had a very charmed childhood. Yeah. Right. Like on a pedestal childhood. And then I've already gotten to nurture that, whatever, that whole little being has been nurtured. Now I'm 18 and I go through trauma. My whole perspective on life is I look at life like this is life. Shit happens and great things happen and everything in between, which is not as exciting or not as, I don't know. Fulfilling. Riveting, fulfilling, whatever. Okay. And most of the times in life we're riding in that middle. It's not super highs. It's not super lows. I look at it as a whole and when the shit does happen, whatever, because I know that it doesn't last forever. And when the great things happen, awesome, but it doesn't last forever. That's the overview. Yes, Mm. that is the correct, as far as I'm concerned, the correct overview. And the reason we do our work through a cycle is to get back to the point that we can remove ourselves from our lives, reestablish proper perspective so we know what to do with things and then re-engage. But while you're mixed up in life, let me ask you this. I see the light at the end of the tunnel, actually. While I'm mixed up in life. You are not upset. Instead of getting upset at what just happened, at what you had a vision for what you wanted to be doing right now, and it got completely cut down, then (laughs) you're saying you would immediately like, oh, well, that's a shame, but I know this is going to be good in the long run. So perfect example. You come home. Our dog has crapped all over our house. <laughs> our cat has peed on all of our girls' Unfortunately, beds. Unfortunately, that happens entirely too often. Okay. So you're <laughs> telling me in the moment, within a split second, you're like, this is going to be such a good thing. In the grand scheme of things, this is great. Not at all. No, you're angry. You're angry. You're annoyed. You're pissed off a little bit. I'm annoyed. And I actually, which sounds really, really gross. I let it sit for a little bit. I don't take care of it immediately because (laughs) I'm already knee deep in making dinner or taking care of the kids or rushing them off to school or rushing off to work or whatever. So I say, okay, this stinks literally and figuratively. I'm going to let it sit in this house for three days. I'm going to get to it when I can get to it. And it's not joyful when I'm the only one who ever cleans up yes, any I'm kind of mess. I'm very grateful that you've declared yourself the one who will clean up all the I mess. I haven't declared anything. It's so just grateful if, to you. If, Thank you. If it doesn't Thank get you. cleaned up. Thank you. If I don't do it, it so doesn't grateful. get done. Love our house. See, you're just not looking at it in the right perspective. I am because I don't really care. 
You say that. I don't care about much. I literally don't care about much. Please give me something for that. I don't care about much. It's true. We get over things very quickly, whether it's because our hippocampus is barely working and we can't remember anything. (laughs) That's probably what it is. Maybe that's it. Literally. I know I was so mad at Ananda for breaking the piano. I don't even so know why he got so mad at that. It's ridiculous. It's like a 30-year-old piano that has endured three babies, children, animals. I don't know why he got angry at that. It's sat upstairs where we don't have any AC I love in North Carolina. It. I use it every day. In a thousand degree weather. And yes, it's going to break when you move it. You have not used it, my dear, for yeah, every day. <laughs> since we moved from California when you were in that band. <laughs> Literally. And then it breaks only because Ananda tried to move it. Of course it was going to break No, after 20 years of sitting her, in the heat. I told her specifically not to move it, a week to not ago. touch it. Literally like days before she then She's tried to move it. That's not the attitude. She's a child. She's a child. Yes. And we're trying to teach them to listen and follow directions. And we granted, we know it's going to be a long process of teaching. She was excited to get her room going. If it was your thing, if it's your cup of coffee, miss, when one person accidentally knocked over your cup of coffee, how grateful. He was throwing a football at work. Accidentally knocking your football. through my office door and knocked down my coffee on my desk. An accident. You're just a person having some fun in a really stressful environment, working with really intense situations, blowing off some steam. One strike, you're out. That's my whole point. You make it when you're not affected. You can't understand why anyone would get upset. Meanwhile, I was also really addicted to coffee back then. Things that are important to us all. And for you, it's coffee and nothing else. We get it. And when things that are important to us get affected, when we get interrupted with that, it makes us angry. That's a normal emotion. Emotions are normal. Why do you need to deny the fact that you have to go through the process of letting go of your emotions? I don't deny the process and I still go through the process. I just don't get so high and low emotional about it because I know it's going to end and I know that life is, I mean, and really, and honestly, in the grand scheme of things, when a dog shits on the carpet, when the cat pees on the laundry, literally every day. You're so toxic. It's insane right now. Hold on. You know how annoying it is? In the grand scheme of things, is any of that a big deal? We all have our health. You know that. You know what you sound like right now? I don't know who. You sound like all the people out there that come across and they're like, everyone, everything is just amazing. And then you like- It is. We have a really good life. You're missing- I'm really thankful for our life. Awesome starting point for every action we take. If we're going to step out into this world, let it be from that place. You're trying to make me negative. No, (laughs) that's the whole point. If you want to truly not be negative, you have to release the negative negative that builds up. I'm not negative. There's a lot of people out there that play the part of not being negative and you know that they're playing a part. I agree. But do you think I am? You've been with me for how many years now? Do you think I am? I think you're ready to explode. You are so full of malarkey. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's ridiculous. No, no. I want you to tell the truth. I think you have figured out a nice way to not care about anything. I have no memory. And maybe that has something to do with it. So you could do that. You can remove yourself from life only care about very small things. For a very short amount of time. For a very short amount of time. (laughs) And then you live a very blessed life. I do. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I really, really do. You might not develop deep roots in the outer world, but if you don't care, then you're going to develop the roots where you want to develop them. But I guarantee you, okay, let's hit this really home right now. God forbid (laughs) I have to prove this point here. You're not getting to it. Otherwise, let's just all feel grateful all the time. 
And I'm on board saying, let's get to that place where we can feel grateful. But sometimes it's a little bit hard. If, God forbid, don't even want to put that juju out there, but I play the even if game. If something happened, ooh, let's just go for something that's already happened. Mabel died. I hate you. Oh, oh! I thought you just dealt with everything. There's no emotion inside because you process it instantly. What's up, Mabel? What? Mabel died. Yes. Were you in a state of gratitude the next day? No. How about the next two weeks? No. Okay. Why not? Because I miss my soulmate. What if I was sitting there being like, you should just be grateful for her right now? I was eventually. Eventually. Thank Mm -hmm. you. That's my only point. You had to first process the pain. I still was grateful for her and I was grateful for the time that we had and we shared. You're saying that now, but no, you were not in a state of gratitude. Actually, after she died, I was grateful. This is going to sound weird to people who don't understand a dog human relationship, but I was grateful that she chose me. I was (laughs) grateful for that soul choosing my soul to go through start to finish. Right. I mean, I legitimately was. I was like, totally. You were totally talking about that the next day. Totally. Go on. What I was not grateful for was being put in the position, which I know sounds ridiculous and a blame thrower, being put in the position of having to choose her death date. I can't stand it. And I actually can't stand it to this day. And we have five animals and I'm going to have to pull the plug on all of them. Just be so grateful. And I had the dream about you the other night where I had to pull the plug and your parents refused to do it and put it on me. I was not grateful. I said, you brought him into this life. You need to take him out. (laughs) So even Laura Grise has a limit. I don't like to be the deciding person or deciding figure to end somebody's life. Okay. And to be honest with you, you I don't love. With your compassion and your love, like if someone had to make that decision, it was someone who loved. I would rather the person die naturally. Just be be grateful. Or the animal to die naturally. Just be grateful. Why are we choosing to end another soul's life? When you take responsibility for a being that is never going to mature to the level of being able to be responsible for themselves. I don't understand that. (laughs) A dog, they say like if you compare a dog to a human, it stays at as a three-year-old, right? Like for their- Mabel is like 100-year-old wise being. Just answer the question. You're talking from this, again, now it's been two years since Mabel's died, right? Mm -hmm. And almost- And you're now coming up with like the ultimate vision. Like, yes, I'm so grateful. I get that. That's awesome. You always come back to a place where you're going to use it. I was sad. I miss my buddy. Yes. And that's fine. And it was natural. And if I told you while you were so sad, be grateful right now, you would have been offensive. You probably did. You literally have no feelings for me. (laughs) Have zero feelings when I have feelings. That's probably why I don't have feelings anymore. When I was pregnant, I mean, do you not remember? You gave me zero, nothing. Hold on, I do when remember. When I had babies, C-sectioned, you're like, I'm off to work. Figure it out. I do remember mm. you hating me through pregnancies mm, and saying I, men are predators. I and, hated you. And it's, you got me pregnant. It's my fault that you were pregnant going through this. <laughs> yeah, I totally remember pregnancy. I totally remember my perspective of pregnancy. So do I. Most human beings. Okay. Where are we going with this? Yeah. You know, you haven't even introduced the topic. Well, it's Thanksgiving and we're doing great. (laughs) You're a special human being. You're exalted, right? I don't understand how they haven't declared you a saint yet or some walking Buddha. Thank you, Adam. It doesn't quite make sense. I just feel like you're the best kept secret in the world. But you aside, enlightened people like yourself and the three other people on this planet that are enlightened right now, you guys are an exception. The rest of us live a life where things actually get to us. Actually, you're the same way. I don't know why this year has gotten to you. You're the exact same way. That's why we came together. 
And that's why now, mm-hmm. and I told you probably like two weeks ago, I'm like, you know what? And it drives me crazy when it gets to you, by the way. I am grateful. <laughs> two weeks ago, I came to you. I'm like, you know what? I was overcome by an immense feeling of gratitude for you. Not that you've done it on purpose, right? You aren't trying to help me. You're just living your life. And we stoke each other's growth big time. Yes. You know? That's why we're partners. And finally, I have reconsolidated myself to a point that now you don't represent pain in me. Now I can feel gratitude towards you, but I couldn't before because I had pain in the way. All I'm saying is you have to get the pain out before you can feel gratitude. And while you're going through the pain, can't you do it together? No, you can maybe compartmentalize and say, I'm really good at that. I think you're very good at compartmentalizing. So yeah, you can say, let's take the tree example. Like, huh, some of these branches have good apples. I'm grateful for this apple right now. This is in a form I can use, but those branches over there have rotten apples. Hold on. I'm sure I'll get there with them, but right now, oh, they're rotten apples. In this form, they are not something I want to take in. I don't want to take in their essence in this form. You do take you in the essence by knowing that it drops to the no, ground and acknowledge, it fertilizes. You acknowledge where the value is and you say, let me get rid of this. I'm not going to have gratitude yet. I'm just going to work this right now. And I'm going to put it in a mulch heap and let it decay and turn into nutrient-rich soil so that I can use it for my next round of growth. Once I get to the point where I plant it and I'm now excited about what I'm trying to grow, then I can look back on my last year and be like- You're not planting anything. It happens naturally. Well, if you're smart, if you're wise, you actually take a moment, you take a pause. After you've released everything, you take a moment to say, huh, now that I have some space from the pain, Now I have some space from that whole last cycle and what it delivered me and everything I went through, the trials and tribulations or the successes. At this point, now that I'm away from all of that, do I want to make any change? Before I go back into life, do I want to make a change? I like that, by the way. You've mentioned that a couple of times and I've really been, I don't know if we're getting off topic here, but I'm really grasping that whole concept of making sure that you put something different in so that in the spring, just something just a little bit different grows out of that so that that is the part that changes the cycle. Yeah, it gives you Even hope Even if it's again. the smallest thing in If the you world. do the same thing again, it's hard to be hopeful that it's going to be a different outcome or mm-hmm. it's hard to even get excited about it because there's nothing different or new to even grow upon or to adjust. That's where we evolve in that little period of stillness where we say, huh, even if that last cycle was bad, if it was painful, now that I'm away from the pain, how do I want to grow from this? How do I want to learn from this? How do I want to do things differently? And then when you kind of configure that and say, okay, now I'm going to go out and live this, you're like, ooh, I'm a little excited now. Let me see if I could build upon last year or let me see if I could now go in a different direction and I can start moving towards my goals and dreams and what I want to manifest. Most people, I think, struggle with the let go. Yes. Right. Because they're trying to be grateful for it when they still should be letting go or- I don't think I have a problem with the let go. I love letting go. I think I literally thrive on the let go, but hang on. I think I struggle with the phase of the winter, coming out of winter, going into spring, making that change, changing the Uh cycle. I could literally go through the same cycle. I'm like a dog, Groundhog Day. But I'm starting to grasp that cycle. And I wonder, I mean, there have to be a billion people who are like me, who maybe trying to figure out what part of the cycle you struggle with, starting out with that. So we're using gratitude for Thanksgiving because that's the whole... What part of the cycle is gratitude? It is a harvest. You're finding gratitude. So late summer. Late summer. And sometimes if there's nothing that's usable 
And that's disappointing, right? Like I put all this work in, I had this vision, I've made these adjustments, I went for it, and then the pollination process delivered. That's uh, a result of not changing your cycle, right? Maybe. Or sometimes just it takes a few cycles to produce something. Maybe you get a big nothing burger, right? And that nothing burger. A nothing burger. Say, you, literally you, never heard that word come out of your mouth before. Like, like, no um, apples come hamburger on Hamburger helper tastes just fine by itself. <laughs> I don't know why they call it hamburger <laughs> helper. If you can do all that work and then you're saying, ah, I want to create, say you want to create money in your life, right? Like I'm so sick of going paycheck to paycheck and I just want to get to that next level where we could enjoy a little time, maybe take a vacation, not feel so much strain and stress over, right? Providing. And you say, okay, I'm going to make some changes, right? So you get still, you don't do it out of desperation. Again, you don't be grateful for this opportunity if you're still upset about it. You say, ah, I'm just so scared. I don't like being this way. And I don't know if I have the chops to really make money. And I don't know if it's going to work out. And I can't follow through on things. And you just get rid of all the angst. At that point, now you're back to yourself. You're in that little part of winter. You're in the stillness. And after you're in the first half of stillness, you're just kind of getting settled. And now you're totally still. And now you have a little bit of energy and not to really go out and do things, but enough to start reformulating mm -hmm. your plan. Okay. So I want to make money. I want to make more money right now. Okay. What are some steps I can take? Well, I don't know the first thing about making money. Well, maybe I can talk to Uncle Joe, who's done a lot of work with, Bob. okay, so I'm going to call this person and that person and try to get a little help because I don't know how to do this myself. Okay. Now I'm getting excited. That's the change. Mm. Now at this point, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to try out these new two steps to move towards making money. Now, if I just call Uncle Joe, do I think after I talk to Uncle Joe, I'm going to have money? Probably not. But after I talk to Uncle Joe, that's another harvest. I had an action. I had a plan. I took action. It created an outcome. Maybe he gave me some cool information. If my mind is like, but look, bank account's still low. I'm like, oh, I can't be grateful. But if I can switch it, like you're saying, mm -hmm. if I could be like, wait a second, maybe the harvest this time isn't the money, but it's a step towards it. Maybe the harvest this time is I got some new information and that's my juicy apple. Now I can sit there and be like, nice, I got this apple. Okay, let me let go again. Let me come back to stillness. When I get to that place where I have some space for my life, I'm like, okay, I have this information. I'm so grateful for this information. I have gratitude for it. Now at this point, you're finding gratitude and you feel it and you're like, what do I want to do with it? I have it in the usable form. What do I want to do with it? Well, he told me to set up an account here, set up an account there, take this class, whatever it is. I'm going to start doing that. I'll take those first steps. I put it into action. That might not have produced any money yet, but I can sit there and be like, wait a second. I know I might not get apples for maybe 10 cycles around, but I'm grateful because look, I signed up. I'm taking classes. I'm grateful that I'm moving forward. That's how you change it. You want to get to the point where you can be grateful. You do that by framing your life in a way that you're getting something usable. Sometimes you're getting pain. Say I want to find gratitude in the fact that I just signed up for classes and I finally got off my butt and I'm doing something about it. But my mind is like looking at the bank account and being like, we have no food, we have no money, what's going on? In that moment, I can't really be grateful for my experience because my mind has framed it around something rotten, something missing. So I need to let go of my pain, let go of my just like, oh, where's the money? Where's the money? Until I'm calm. And then I realize, oh, wait a second. I do have something to work with here. I am grateful because I do have the fact that I just signed up for a new class and I'm making more connections. So now I have something to plant moving forward. I'm going to plant a seed for taking this class and going into it, trying to talk to two people, talk to the professor, get some, like you just build upon it slowly. Then you could really start perpetuating and creating things to be grateful for. But it's that mindset. 
And when we get caught up, and besides you and the three other people on this planet, most of us, we get caught up in our lives a little bit. We get caught up in the vision that we wanted to create. And before we're even aware of it, our subconscious, our unconscious is already framing our lives in terms of what we don't have or in terms of what we have to do that we didn't want to do. I didn't want to have to clean up crap off the carpet for three hours today. Okay, hold on. Get rid of the part, get rid of the anger, and I'm so pissed off, and this sucks, and I don't have the margins in my life to take three hours to clean up crap, blah, 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 until you've exhausted that energy, and then you clean it up, and then you're like, okay, is there anything I can get from this? Like, yeah, we could <laughs> still let the dogs in the garden Let's to eat give the, the watermelon. Dogs away. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkins and watermelons. Right. Oh, we left the gate open in the <laughs> garden, and the dogs ate the rotten pumpkins, and then you're like, okay, I can <laughs> give actually- Give the animals away. <laughs> Five animals for free. (laughs) Free, take them. I'm so grateful. Please. (laughs) So that's the adjustment. So if we're talking about gratitude, yes, it's an amazing piece of wisdom. Everything you've ever read about gratitude is spot on. But knowing when to apply it and how to get to a point where you can actually feel grateful, where you Mm. can actually feel the abundance of something so you can then grow from it, Mm. plant that seed to get the next round of growth. That's what it's about. So if I'm not feeling it, if I'm upset, maybe you don't understand why I could be upset when my wife has no desire to have any form of emotional or physical intimacy with me. Just not true. It's just that you walk around Mr. Grumpy Pants all the time. And that's what you'll say to make yourself feel better about it. Totally. I get it. But when that's happening, that's a massive shock to my system. That's a massive shock to the shock to my system to see you like all the time. You think you're not changing and that you think when you stay the same in your mind, I should just be okay. No, I have to go through my cycle and figure out that winter to spring, how to make the change. I do. That's fine. I'm just saying, if I make a massive change, right? Let's just say in this last year, I have pulled back from my family. Big time, right? Big time. I don't have it. I don't want to have conversations. For me, I can only have authentic conversations. I don't like having just small talk. Small talk. It's just my, and I like being genuine with where I'm at. I ask people deep questions, Mm -hmm. right? I'm very connected when I connect. And if I'm not ready to talk about what I'm going through, You're never ready to talk about what you're going through. When I'm at peace with where I'm at, I'm ready to talk about it. But while I'm going through it, I close off. No. Okay. For the sake of this conversation, I only talk about things that I'm comfortable talking about. And I'm so grateful for my marriage. And so the bottom line is if I'm not ready to talk about what I'm really going through, what's on the surface for me, and I'm also not willing to have a conversation that's not real, then I guess I'm not having a conversation. Right. And so because of that, I've pulled back 98% of my conversations with everyone in life. And when I make that change, I have to realize that's also very convenient for you, just for the record. Maybe I'm stunting my growth. Maybe I'm. No, it's pretty convenient for you, just like the pandemic was convenient for you. The pandemic was amazing. No, it was not. It was socially isolated. It's the same thing. I'm going to call you out in front of everybody right here. That's just fine. Okay, fine. The way you see things a certain way. Yes. And you think that that is an absolute view, like it's an absolute perspective. Meaning everybody should think the way I think. Yes. And like that's Austin, an ultimate not truth. Not Austin Powers, um, Dr. Evil. <laughs> You're an extrovert. Yes. You get energized by interactions. Yes. Okay. Just because you do doesn't mean everyone else is I'm the same way. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you. So if, it, hold on, you let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. 
There are a lot of people out there. You're welcome. Every introvert out there, <laughs> this is for you. Introverts need to be alone to replenish. Now, there are plenty of introverts that they get alone to replenish, but it doesn't mean they don't like, like I like people. I love people. But if I want to replenish, I need to be alone. If I am with people, most of the time, it's a draining thing, even if I'm enjoying it. Hold on. So if our culture is so interactive, if we are going so fast and having so many interactions, if you're an introvert, it's a lot. And when the pandemic hit, yeah, it was like, oh, finally, I'm getting the respite. I didn't even realize why, but I've always felt this pressure. I've always felt so rushed because life doesn't allow the pockets for replenishment. There's always something stimulating. And so it's not hiding, it's balancing. Hold and on. yes, it allowed an amazing balance. Do you believe in challenge for growth? Love it. Okay. So recognizing that you are an introvert, by you giving in to the things that feel good, you're not growing. That is convenient and that is just a little safe space for you. Every once in a while, for you to challenge yourself by going out into the groups, you're fine one-on-one. -on -one. You're great and it's because you therapize everybody. Is that a word or did I just make one up? That's why it's convenient for you and that's games. why it feels good. What about when I'm just playing games? You're not I interacting. You're not interacting. You're throwing a Frisbee 10 feet, 20 feet away from somebody. <laughs> You're not interacting. And just the same as an extrovert, it's good for me to isolate myself and get my alone time. Yes. And yes. that's uncomfortable for me, yeah. but it is and it's not, but it's uncomfortable for me and I need to challenge myself by isolating myself and having that alone time. So if I want to grow, I'm going to pepper that in my life often. And Smart. I do every day. And for you, I if you grow, want to grow. If I want to grow, I marry Laura Karch <laughs> and it's built in that I have to be on the go 24-7. Yes, sir. So I don't even have to. I outsourced it <laughs> and you make sure I it's get on my- your, It's on your schedule. If it was up to me, if you went away for a year with the kids- and sometimes I go away for a month. What do you do? Is, you crawl in a hole. I work, right? I definitely work a lot. One-on-one, -on -one, therapize. And then i it's the most glorious thing. And people are like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I am going to recluse. You do. And every time we call you, you are on that damn couch. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> in unwinding. In the same spot. <laughs> it has I'm good like, sunlight. <laughs> how come you don't do anything else? <laughs> I mean, I wait to call you guys or to speak until that time. It's not like I'm not doing anything else. I cook. I make you food. You do not. You I go get to Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> this is my chance to get Chipotle. Yes, balance is key. Listen, let's try to keep this on topic. A yeah, bit. let's go. People want to get to their turkeys. What are we thankful for? I'm the... thankful for literally everything. Oh, <laughs> I swear to you, I am. I'm so freaking thankful you... of my life. The other day, let me just give you an example. Then let's All right? play this game. Yes. No, wait, wait, wait. Okay, give me an example. I cannot, I can't even tell you because I'm actually even embarrassed. I wanted to share it with somebody, with you, with girls. I think I even did with girls and it didn't translate. I was on the greenway and I'm riding my bike. And I think it was the most beautiful day in the whole wide world and the trees were starting to change. And I am riding my bike and the wind is going through my face and I'm like, could life get any better? And then I started laughing and because it was nothing, there was nothing that was thrilling. And then I'm like, if I try to explain this to anyone, why life is so freaking great, I couldn't, I'd be embarrassed. Like I couldn't express my emotions the way I felt. And I do, I literally feel that way every day. We have health. I'm not trying to sit here. I just- You do I, a lot of great revisionist history. What do you mean? 
you cherry pick the parts that you want to retain. And sometimes you retain, like if I do something once and you'll just get it in your head, oh, that's what Adam does. It'll take three years of me doing something different until you finally accept that maybe I am not- Longer, you always say, I can't wait until I die or until we die together. And you're going to see all see. this stuff. But I don't really understand how that really- You make a judgment. You make like, you snap something into your head that something is good or something is bad. And mm-hmm. if something is good, that thing, you always see it as good. It doesn't matter what. So I look at life as good. But if you see something as bad. Like what? Like a shitty driver who is driving in a left-hand lane, driving really, really slow and not passing. Yeah. Yeah. That gets me car (laughs) rage. Absolutely. Yeah. You're so enlightened. (laughs) Learn how to drive. You're so grateful. (laughs) I'm grateful for you uh, for making me very late. I was driving the other day and I let someone in, right? And they didn't say thank you. Oh my God. They didn't say thank you. And then (laughs) whatever, I don't care about that so much. I do. But it did make me think, I'm like, man, that was such an easy opportunity for that person to share some light. Like we have so many opportunities just to let someone know. Just I always, I put my arm out the window. I know. You You do. You hang your body out the window. (laughs) I'm like, Thank you. Thank you. Like, just thanks. Thank like, you. It takes no effort. Couldn't and those little things, like, they, hey, holding, I'm living in a society. Holding <laughs> the door open for somebody. Hold and someone just open. walks right in with no eye contact. I, I pull the girls aside every single time. I'm like, don't be that person. Stop. Take a moment. Look them in the eyes and say thank you. Just right? giving it, someone saying, hey, yes, that those really helps. Those things get me angry. When you <clears> could pay it forward type of thing or share, like when you no, make those a connection, connections. A connection. Just a it, human connection. It can create such a ripple, like a butterfly effect yes. of just bringing goodness. But whatever. Our little bumper sticker now. Our bumper sticker. Yeah. Like, what is it? I hope something, I hope good, something happens good happens to you today. today. I mean, that is delightful. And I am proud to drive our car. And I hope everybody who's behind us sees it and just feels that happiness. Okay. Because I do when I see it. Here's a perfect example. There's going to be someone behind you, right? Or behind us. Who's tailing me. Who's tailing you. With our children in the car. Because they have to get to the hospital. They are in the car with their child who is, they need to rush to the ER. And you're sitting there listening to Taylor Swift or whatever mm. you're doing, driving probably too slow in the left lane because you do it too. No, I don't. Maybe well, you don't No, I literally it. do not. But maybe you're so engrossed in Taylor Swift's song. I pull over. I swear okay. to you, Adam, I'm Let's very just, aware on the road. It's a bad example. Okay, but I'm you're very aware. Everyone is only aware of what they're aware of. And I'm a great a driver. Spot. You have no blind spots. I forgot you and the three people <laughs> that have no blind spots. You guys different. But let's just say a hypothetical person. You don't understand this type of person, but they're caught up in their own life. They're caught up in their thoughts. And even though it's really important to them to drive, have the left lane be a pass lane. Once in a while, they got caught up and they just took their foot a little bit off the gas and they're going the speed limit and the left lane. And I know they're terrible people, but some of us are like that. Not aware. So then they have, and that person who does that, not you, because you would never do nope, that. Nope, I do not. You're so hyper-conscious. Yes, I am. They have this bumper <laughs> sticker on the back that says, I hope you have a great day. Life is amazing, right? <laughs> and then behind that person is someone that needs to get to the emergency room immediately. And they are a parent who's in the car with a child who is crying and Honk suffering. The Honk the horn and say, hey, move over. But hold on. Yes, they're doing that. And this person is so wrapped up, they don't even hear it because they're listening to music really loud. And now this person then realized, now they're tailing them and they see a bumper sticker that's like, every day is amazing. I hope you have a great day today. They're going to be like, F you, wake up, 
get out of here. We're living a real life here. Like that is forced gratitude. Jeez, you're so angry. In a moment, that's my whole point. People, yes, let's have gratitude. It's Thanksgiving. There's so much that, yes, there are so many apples that are good in our lives, even when there are bad apples present. And yes, let's find what they are. And for the bad apples, let's get rid of them and transform them so we can be grateful for it. But don't fall prey to the Laura Grises of your life (laughs) that think it is, you should be able to transform it immediately. The rest of us sometimes have to go through a bit of a release process where before we're going to feel grateful, we have to let go of the pain surrounding our situation so we can find the value in it and then have genuine gratitude. If any of you want to be self-loathing, just call Adam. And if you want to look on the positive side, give me a ring. <laughs> if you want to live in a fairyland, call Laura. And if Who you wouldn't? want to bury all of your crap in the basement until it putrefies the whole house, call Laura. That's not what I do. But you if you it. want a means to transform your life, to take your pain and turn it into growth, then yeah, you will face some pain. People that work with me know. You're going to go through some muck. Like we are going to sit there and People allow the pain. People who work with me Hold on. know that they're going to go through the muck too. I'm so and I grateful. Go through my muck. I'm so grateful for your interruptions. I just process a lot faster than you. Hey, listen, <laughs> you, I think it's Dalai Lama, you, <laughs> I think there is some monk who we don't know about Saint, on the Himalaya mountain. Saint Laura. Saint Laura. Saint Laura. Your three miracles are you instantly <laughs> transform crap into something to be grateful for. And I'm not sure what your Thank other two miracles you. are. Thank I know. You, Adam. Another miracle is Forget that you it. have cleaned up every piece of excrement yeah. in our house. Yes, I have. That's a miracle. What's your third miracle? Your third miracle is every time the girls frustrate you, you sit there with a smile on your face. Well, I am pretty good at it. The more chaos, the more I thrive. Where's the crap meter? <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> BS meter right there. Don't be afraid, people, to acknowledge that you're in pain. Don't be afraid to acknowledge that you're sad or you're afraid well, or I you're angry. That. Don't paint gratitude over it before you've acknowledged it and allowed it to release out of your system. Then, yeah, you will create space to repurpose it and you will have a lot to be grateful for. But don't be afraid. Like We all have crap. My exiting thought is, again, and I mentioned this before, is it possible to honor both at the same time? Yes. You can say, I have a tree that has good and bad on it. I'm going to be grateful for the good, and then I'm going to turn to the bad, and I'm not going to try to instantly transform it. I'm going to release it, and then I will turn it into something to be grateful for. Because I do honor both. I really, really do, Adam. But I think what I don't do, like I said before as well, is change the cycle. I don't make the adjustment and I'm working on that right now. You mentioned something about two or three weeks ago and I have been hyper-conscious and hyper-aware of it, but I really do think that I do honor both the good and the not so good. I do. I don't sweep my stuff under the rug. I just don't. But I also don't change the cycle. I didn't. I have to be very, very conscious of it in order to create this new pattern. That's fair. I mean, you can mock me and say I'm Saint Laura. Listen, you do your work, but I think right now, like you cherry pick the parts you want to remember and you leave out the rest. And I think it's No, I don't. I think you do. Okay, that's fine. Ooh. You're a judger. That's not judgment. That's an observation. You always say that. There's a massive always say that. I spoke to Paige Montage, like when I cook. When do you cook? Oh, stop. Just stop. I mean, on the rare Do I love to cook? That is a different story. Adam and Greg. do I take you advantage? You love to cook. When mm. I have a chance to cook, do I jump at the opportunity? Yes, every five years. Absolutely. Go on. Wow. 
I think Festivus is a better holiday. <laughs> the airing of grievances. And that's my point. Let's air the grievances. Like maybe if that's where we're at on Thanksgiving, maybe Thanksgiving, it shouldn't be giving thanks. But I'm like, thankful where am I for at? cooking this entire meal. Sometimes you literally have <laughs> a bag of lettuce in a bowl and you're like, here you go. <laughs> I cook so much. You cook so much, but sometimes. Take it back. Yes, I won't. because that is what I care about. Nutrition is everything for my family. I cook breakfast, lunch, dinner, and literally every snack throughout the day. Do you know how much our kids eat? So I am a human being. Every once in a while, I take a break and throw a salad in your face. I mean. I'm grateful. You should be. I am. <laughs> or don't <laughs> eat. Go to bed hungry. There is. I, I am so grateful right now for whatever's hard in my life and whatever I'm working through and whatever I'm trying to process you now. You know hard. <laughs> You're you know. so freaking charmed. Says the girl who had a childhood who's like, you literally were. So exalted. did you. No. I was full of anxiety. Yeah, I was a normal kid. I was in my head. You had I was a very afraid. charmed life, mister. I was insecure. You grew up in Roslyn, New York. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I had a ton of, I knew I wasn't going to starve, right? I knew like we were going to eat. You have phenomenal Roslyn. loving parents. Totally. And phenomenal loving brothers. You had fun. You yes. laughed a ton. Adam cries, just stop Externally, it. I grow up in privilege. Privilege is not even the word, but go on. What's crazy you is- You didn't have bologna sandwiches. <laughs> what's crazy is- You had roast beef. Within growing up, I grew up in an affluent area, but we weren't even like middle of the road. Like because it was affluent, we were fine. I mean, don't get me wrong, but we were not. Like I was noticeably not the rest of the people. And so it is good. I'm glad. It's Trust great. me. My parents raised me have being humble, having modesty. And All three of you boys caring are about values. genuinely great people. But as an insecure child, I was embarrassed about our house. And I was like, I just saw what everyone else had and was Every given. child is like that. It's just funny because it's set up growing up in that area because we were on the lower side of things. It was all I was seeing was, ah, because I was so insecure. I didn't have a sense of self-worth. So I just would see it externally. But yes, looking back, I mean, my God, because I have had such opportunities, it has allowed me to put a lot of effort into spiritual focus, just being focused on spirituality and being self-love, mm -hmm. right? Just like learning how, like what, how does this work? And to the point now where I could help other people with it, let alone help myself, like that's not common. Go back even generations and generations, there was a lot more effort had to be put into the day-to-day -day grind. And people still all over the world, that's the majority, is people are wanting to make sure they have food and making sure that they're healthy enough. And just like, it's- That's what I'm saying. Most we people- have a very charmed life. A charmed life. That is not lost on me. Even and something so, to be overly grateful for. I want to make sure our children grow up with that same humility and understand like, we're here to help. Like if we have a charmed life, we don't have to scurry and we don't have to be in panic mode. They're like every other child. They feel privileged, but they will stop in their tracks when they realize that they have gotten off track and they will let me know that they are extremely grateful for us. I'm looking forward to when they're old enough that they're allowed to volunteer, right? Like so uh, far people won't let them. I know. I have tried, but Can't I wait. have a plan for that. Well, I have. I created the little hands for Greener Land. By the way, that is not off the table. I mean, this morning I was so fired up. So I'm on it and I will awesome. make it by the end of 2023. Right. And I can't wait till they can be serving food for people that are if, in trouble getting if food. If I have to create it for them because they're too young to volunteer, right, I will. 
you're exceptional at that. I'm grateful on Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'm grateful to be married to you. I'm grateful how much we stoke each other's growth. I am too. I'm grateful to be in love. For so much of my life, I literally never thought it would be possible to even have that and to even go through everything we've gone through and to still know that there's a deep connection, a bond. I am really grateful for that underlying foundation. I'm grateful for our children and just the life that we share and the life that I can foresee us having. I'm just so grateful that it's you I'm doing it with. It's really cool. I'm grateful that I chose a path in life that is can sustain me and a family and mm. it's built around helping others. Yes, uh, absolutely. And that doing it on my own and on our own and mm-hmm. we're building something. I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to be able to even try that. That we don't have so many obstacles in life that we can't get to the stuff we love or the things we love or, right? Um, I mean, life has just, I feel like that our path is so wide open that we literally can do anything. And we don't have to stop, oh, because we have to take care of this. Oh, because this trauma in our life has happened. Oh, because this trauma in our life has happened. But that said, I mean, I've had to work so much that it hasn't allowed space. You know, right Mm -hmm. now we're trying to revamp things to allow more space so we can Mm -hmm. be able to reach more people, to help more, to give ourselves stuff that we really want that we haven't been able to. Like, it would be nice to continue to refine that process. That's what we're talking about with that part. The change. That where you make the changes. The winter to spring. Like, what are you not happy with in your life? Or what are you saying? Hey, there's a lot to be grateful for. But let me take a break here a second. Let me take, get a little space. And what's my real vision? Where do I want to take this? What do I want to do with my life? How do I want it to look? How do I want it to feel? I love that. And then make a small change. Take a couple of steps towards that change and then go through the process again. See what it delivered. See what it didn't deliver. Let go of everything that's tied to it so you can look at it objectively, learn where the value is, and then replant it and then start being grateful for these opportunities because now you're on a path towards manifesting what you want in life. I love it. Um, It's beautiful. That's the magic seed right there. I guess that's the magic seed. Okay. Magic Seed is hang around with Laura, one of the three enlightened beings (laughs) on this planet. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Nothing but love.